Dudums. Um, <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> uh, Hello. <laughs> I really hope we have some first listeners on this episode. <laughs> Someone heard that intro and they're like, nope, I'm closing out. Of this. They're like, where's the Whoa, that's good podcast? I'm turning that on. Yeah. Hi. Where's Stephen Furtick? <laughs> Let's just get to the real stuff. My name is Sydney and I'm sitting here with my beautiful friend, Ashley. Hello. And like we just harmonized the Reclaim podcast. <laughs> that's what you're listening to. Yeah, you are. You're also mm. listening to the first first episode that Sydney and I have recorded together in over a month. I know. Um, really, just really sad. But we're so happy to be together tonight. And um, we needed the break, I think, honestly. We did. It was our like mini sabbatical. Yeah. <laughs> it was sabbatical from podcasting. <laughs> it was sabbatical from podcasting, but also just life happens. And yeah. we have so many other obligations academically yeah. that we are mm-hmm. having to put first. So unfortunately, yeah. this is not our full-time job. And we actually don't make any income from <laughs> We actually lose money doing this. Um, so please don't, please, please donate to us because our equipment, oh my gosh, our equipment, we could, when we were like preparing to like set up everything, we could only hear through our right <laughs> ear in our headset. And we were like, can you hear through the right ear too? And she was like, no. Anyway, but we got it to work, and please donate at the Reclaimed Podcast. Um, yeah, because we will no longer be college students in seven weeks, so we can't use the excuse of being broke college students yeah. anymore. So yeah, I get I get money anxious when I go buy eggs. <laughs> so let alone have good equipment. Sometimes I'm like, do I want groceries or gas this week? I'm not too sure. Do I want to make it to class and work, or do I want to uh, eat? Just yeah. kidding. Well, anyway, we know. just wasted two minutes just like blabbing off. Blabbing about our financial yeah. insecurity. Anyway. And guess what? None of that matters. None of it. Because but you know what does matter? You know what matters, Cindy? Tell me, Ashley. Navigating physical boundaries as a Christian. It really does. It really, no, it, it really, really does, does, though. It matters if you're single. It matters if you're dating. It matters actually doesn't it kind of matters if you're married oh for sure there aren't really boundary well there are boundaries i'm not neither of us are married we actually can't speak to that so. yeah no um probably story for another time for you. but what you are listening to is navigating sex lust and pleasure as a christian whether you're single dating or maybe married all the married people that listen to this maybe give us some insight as to how this stuff applies yeah. to you um and if it doesn't then that's okay because we're gonna try to apply this to the 20 to 30 and younger demographic yeah absolutely yeah um so yeah this i'm basically just gonna start us off um i've kind of compiled six different points um for you guys also just some context for those of you that don't know who Sydney and I are. Um, Sydney and I are friends, <laughs> but friends. also we are in a little bit of different stages of life. When we started this podcast, we were both single and now um, I started a, re- I didn't start, I started a relationship. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. I got into a relationship um, about five, almost five months ago, which is crazy. Wow. Um, yeah, I know. Crazy. That's crazy. Um, four and a half. Yeah. Four and a half. Um, so, I'm going to be taking this episode from that type of a lens, from a relational lens. Um, And then, Sydney, what are you, how are you going to be talking about this? Um, I'm really single. So I'm going to be taking this from a really single perspective. Um, And what I also wanted to frame this as is me and Ashley both have our different biases Mm -hmm. on this. Yeah. And bias not as necessarily used as a, 
Yeah, it doesn't have to be negative. Term. Yeah. It's just that we're both putting on different lenses yes. within this because of the different times of life that we're right. in. And also, even overarching that, before you get into your notes, I want to start off this episode by saying every time that you open up a podcast, mm-hmm. a sermon, a book about sex, lust, pleasure, dating, marriage, all of this stuff, you are probably like subconsciously putting on a lens of something. Yes. And I want to really encourage you not to put on the lens of how far can I go? Yeah. Um, how can I push the boundaries of what God's laws are mm. in this? That's good said. Um, because you are not going to get anything from this. You're actually just probably going to be tempted to do more of what your your fleshly desires want mm-hmm. you to do, mm-hmm. which is what we're not advocating for. The Bible says to abstain from sexual immorality mm. because for your good, it's for your good. It's not like Jesus is up there like, hey, I want to make the younger years of your life as painful as possible. And then I'll like let you do whatever you want once you have a ring on your finger. Yeah. It's not that. This, yeah. These are all supposed to be what gets us into marriage healthily. So yeah. put on a lens of what does God say about this in the Bible and physically mm-hmm. as he created humans and how will that apply to me because that's what God has commanded me yeah. to do. That's the really the only lens that you should be putting on. And that's then good. biasly, you'll either be in a relationship or not and take it as you will. Yeah. I also think it's important to remind yourself that when you do turn to podcasts or books or sermons, seminars, whatever it may be, remind yourself you're hearing words through a human. Yeah. Um, that human has made mistakes. Um, I'm going to be talking, I'm not going to be sharing my story here, but I have struggled with this for years. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have to remind yourself too, like anytime you go to a secondary source rather than the Bible, you're getting a tainted, like uh, a tainted perspective pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So just use these types of sermons and use these types of podcasts as supplements to your understanding of navigating physical boundaries. In all actuality, like Sydney said, we need to go to the word to figure out what God's law says. What parameters of sex we're allowed to live within without being married. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just kind of wanted to preface that too. Remind yourself that Sydney and I are both humans. We have flawed lives. Like we have, you know, so just remind yourself that we're doing the best we can to share with you like what might might have worked for us. Um, But the word really has the ultimate truth here. Absolutely. Um, And then my last thing to say right before you get into mm -hmm. it, because... We just we just do this. We, we get do this. On our, we get in before yeah, we, we get in. in. We get in before we get in. Um, is that you need to have time in the Word with Jesus before you ever listen to this podcast? Um, yeah. We should not be the first truth that you hear mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah. It needs to be the Word. So if you look at our podcast and you say, "Ooh, navigating sex, lust, and in pl- pleasure," that sounds interesting. Let me open my Bible first and see what it says. That way, you can listen to our podcast going okay, the word is fresh on my mind. Yep. Um, Romans is a great place to start. Paul has a lot of good insight on this stuff. Yeah. If you want to start there. First um, Corinthians 7 is mm-hmm. also great. So I would say pause it right now and go read, I think it's Romans 12 or 9 and mm-hmm. then First Corinthians um, and then hop back on. Yeah. Take it away, Ashley. All right. I'm going to start by saying that I have never, ever, ever been good at this in my life. Um, Lust has, I've been honest about this on the podcast before, but lust has always been something that I've struggled with, especially during my time of singleness. Um, It's very hard to find um, in moments where my faith was really weak. It's very difficult to find your strength Mm 
um, in a faith that's non-existent, sure. right? It's easy to find momentary momentary strength um, with men. It's very easy to find momentary straight strength in instant gratification. Totally. So lust has always been something that has had a stronghold on me. Um, and succumbing to those have honestly uh, kind of resulted in some of my most destructive decisions, most destructive moments, the moments where I really hit my knees and was like, goodness gracious, like, why on earth would I have done this? You know, it's the moments where all the, the devil uses your decisions to make you question who you are, question your worth, question your value. Um, so I know and believe in my with my entire soul that since I have been saved, that Jesus has broken those bonds from me. He has freed me from the chains and from the bondage of um, feeling like sex is the only thing that might, you know, give me worth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you always have to remind yourself that you know, the past that we've been walked through, sometimes those feelings might still be there. It's Mm -hmm. our faith and our belief in Jesus that says, okay, I can't act on this. Right. Um, so being in a relationship now, it's like, okay, how has my past constructed who I am today? And how am I going to make sure that that doesn't construct my relationship now? Um, so that leads me to six points that I just want to talk about. And then I'm going to kind of just throw these out there. I have some sub points. I think Sydney will kind of interject when you feel led. Um, so Totally. Just wanted to preface that with with you guys. And again, coming from a place of like, it'd be one thing to talk about like abstinence from a place of like, I've been abstinent my whole life. Like it's super easy. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to encourage you guys that if this is something you struggle with, like, you know, again, without going super into detail, like I have been there. Yeah. It is possible to be redeemed from your past. It is possible to have abstinence in a future relationship, even if you've had 10 or 15, yeah. whatever it may be. relationships that didn't have abstinence it is possible and it will happen if it's something that you're willing to go through absolutely number one you have to be open with your partner about your past and also inquire about theirs Mm -hmm. um we have talked about this in the you know patterns or a potential episode but you don't have the place to judge someone's past but you have the place to judge someone's present characteristics someone's present discipline Mm -hmm. how has what they've been through in the past discerned who they are today how have their lustful desires in the past maybe brought them to their knees? How have their lustful desires maybe brought them to the Lord further? Mm-hmm. And how are they making sure that they do not act on those every single day? This is the, the only way to do this is by being observant, again, of their behaviors. I'm going to get onto this a little bit later in the episode, but how is your partner honoring your body? How is your partner honoring your boundaries? Are they questioning them? Are they pushing them? Did they have the same boundaries before you started dating? These yeah. are all things that you need to be mindful of and observant of um, while you're maybe at the beginning of the relationship or maybe before you get in it, depending on if you've known the person or you haven't known the person, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, because again, it's important to be on the same page before you start a relationship because the moment you have to bring someone up from like the level below you in the form of abstinence, like that's when things just get really mm-hmm. tricky. I also want to um, jump in and say that it is really easy to maybe fall on the bandwagon of ah i'm already in a relationship with someone and now they don't respect my body and my boundaries um what do i do in in that area what i would say to that is that you do not need to go oh well let me try to figure out why they are the way that they are maybe they're a christian and they're still doing that yeah and you feel like oh well because they're a christian then that means that this can work um that's not necessarily the case Mm. i want to say that if someone doesn't respect your boundaries, doesn't matter what they believe in, doesn't matter if they love the Lord or not, they do mm-hmm. not respect you now. They're not going to respect you in 10 years. They're not going to respect you in 50 years. Mm. Run. That's my answer. Because it's re- it's it's really easy 
to stay in a relationship and and want to like have this savior factor mm. of like oh let me like try to work through that this with them emotionally because you know um they you know have a history with pornography and lust and all of this stuff um you can have that yeah and you can be healed of that but you need to be healed with that on your own before they yes. start to bring someone else into their yes into their scars and Absolutely. into their baggage so that's my point is that everyone probably has a little bit of this in their yeah. story and um a lot of people take time to also work through that so just know just don't try to be the savior of someone yeah and if you find that someone's not going to respect your boundaries doesn't matter who they are doesn't matter how cute they are doesn't matter how yeah. great they are in every other area they don't respect you yeah so that, sorry to bring it like way down here but just no to say i that. mean it's you know we got to deliver the truth here so i mean again we're not that we are the truth but i understand what sure. you're saying um yeah, and that kind of leads me to my next point is you need to identify what the boundaries actually mean to the both of you. You shouldn't choose abstinence because it's what your partner chose before they met you. Mm. You shouldn't say, okay, well, you're my partner and I want to please you. So if this is what you want, then I guess it's what I want. Because that means that the things that you were struggling with before are still in your heart and you're just suppressing them to make sure that you don't hurt that person. When in reality, let's get down to the nitty gritty here as scientifically, like, you know, desires in sex are human needs, right? Those are things that will be met at some point in your lifetime. And so if you were meeting those before you met your partner and then your partner comes along and can't meet those because of the parameters that they have put on themselves due to what their faith has led them to believe, you are going to start to really feel that that area of your life is not being met and you're going to go seek outside sources. Absolutely. Does that make sense? That's when we get into pornography. That's when we get into all of these, you know, very, very... Um, basically just like forms of you know yeah. infidelity forms of adultery these things um and so you need to make sure that your abs your desire for abstinence comes from a place of the lord freeing you from your past and saying okay this ruined every relationship i've been in this ruined the relationship with myself the relationship i had with the lord and so i don't want it to to ruin the relationship that God's going to bring me to that's going to lead me to marriage. Yeah. And so those have to be two completely separate desires from two completely separate individuals before they meet. Mm -hmm. Do you Absolutely. have any, anything to say on that? Um, well, we almost went down the route of pornography, which obviously yeah. I have to broadcast that Ashley did a fantastic job on one oh, of our episodes you. of Soul Food. It's on the pornography industry. Yeah. Um, not specifically the pornography, entertainment industry. Yeah, entertainment industry. Um, <laughs> but we talk a lot on there about certain statistics of, yeah. um, of these films and what it does to the psychology of a person and everything. Um, but I did want to add in that yeah. you need to embrace the idea that Christians aren't separate from those statistics. Um, you even talked about mm -hmm. it, how like one, I mean, one in five youth pastors, one in seven youth pastors, like these are some of the statistics that yeah. like, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that the vast amount of people that you could date or w should date um, is, is enlarged. It's still minute. You mm -hmm. still want to look for people of a clean spirit now um not necessarily yeah. of a completely free pass because no one is completely sinless except for jesus um but as we know like you said like you need to make sure that the person that you're looking for is currently being the person that you are striving to be yeah. at this time as well mm -hmm. so um i want this is a christian podcast but i'm saying all of this stuff because 
religion doesn't save your boundaries. No. It's what you choose that mm-hmm. saves your boundaries. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. why we choose it. Yeah. The gospel says it. Jesus says it. Your future will mm-hmm. ref- reflect it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, And kind of just going off of that, like you said, religion can't, religion isn't what puts, you, puts these boundaries up. It's the relationship with the Lord. Yeah. If you might, like Cindy said, if you might be in a relationship you know, where you feel that both of you are Christians and you have boundaries that you want to put up and you're like, I don't know if my partner would respect those. This is where I'm going to talk about this in a little bit too, but being honest with those. If you're feeling like conviction maybe for any type of, you know, relational experiences that you're having, like communicate those with your partner and explain that because maybe they're feeling the same way, but there's just this like weird awkwardness that you just don't want to talk about it. Just bring that to your partner after you brought it to the Lord. And tell them like, hey, I'm feeling conviction about this. Because you don't know, maybe they're feeling conviction about it too. And then that can now be a part of your past in the relationship. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to sit here and say, well, because we've already gone this way or because this has already happened, it's not redemptive. This isn't the relationship for me. Like, I don't, I don't believe that. I think you can pray. Mm -hmm. I think you can be like, okay, well, you know what? Maybe this isn't the right decision for us right now because we've been living in this for too long and I care about this person too much that I'm willing to put these boundaries up now and have a new fresh relationship that we allow Jesus into that's 100% transformable yeah um, so I just want to encourage you guys with that too yeah um and again that leads me to point number three be honest when you're struggling with lustful temptations as I said these are always these things are still within us we're still sinful human beings you can't just say like okay I won't have sex in my relationship and then all those feelings are gone right like sometimes it might be hard so you know depending on your partner after again you've depended on the lord for strength is one of the best things you can do being like hey like i might be struggling in this area and i don't really know what to do about it or if you are someone who might have struggled with porn coming to your partner being like hey i you know this is something that i've been struggling with and i know it might hurt you but i don't want this to be part of our relationship anymore Mm -hmm. and it's being honest with those struggles again knowing that it's not easy it can't be easy to come to your partner and be like hey i'm sorry that i've been for the past two years you know looking at porn I've been watching porn like that can't be an easy conversation Mm -hmm. to have but the enemy wants you to keep those things from your partner because of the fact that it might destroy the relationship Mm -hmm. and so again knowing that like these might be things that you have struggled with coming to your partner after you've come to the Lord and given you know asked asked for forgiveness and given repentance um you know your partner's strength can potentially help pick you up if that makes Mm -hmm. sense um again I'm trying to tap into both like relationships that have already been abstinent relationships that might be going towards abstinence maybe christian relationships who isn't have never experienced abstinence i'm trying to show you guys kind of all the perspectives here totally um the next thing is though you kind of have to be mindful of where you have these conversations if you guys have both been really struggling with feeling lustful towards one another having a conversation in the same bed might not be the same the best thing for you Mm -hmm. a lot of times people do consider that like quote unquote actually sleeping with temptation right it's like Mm -hmm. it's the same thing with like a lot of pastors have talked about how maybe if pornography is a part of their past they've slept with their phone outside of the room they've slept with their laptop and their tv without being in the room right it's like getting it out of your sight sometimes might be the first step um and so don't be having these conversations in the bedroom if you know that typically that's that leads you to the decision, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any thoughts yet? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that was number three. 
Number four, as I mentioned, in order before you come to your partner, you obviously need to go to the Heavenly Father. So you need to pray and present your feelings and maybe the ways in which you're struggling to the Lord. Um, maybe feeling like, okay, I'm, you know, I don't know how to like control myself here. I don't know how to like put these boundaries up. I whatever the feelings you might be feeling, however you might be struggling with temptation and lust, um, give those to God. You know, don't. Don't trick yourself into feeling ashamed to come to him with that because remind yourself that God knows you more than know yourself. But in the same way that that's true, the enemy also knows you better than you know yourself. And so who are you going to let have the power of that? Are you going to give those feelings to God and be honest with them, vocalize them and say, okay, Lord, I'm, you see me in this. Like, I don't know what to do. Or are you going to keep them from him and, and allow the enemy to continue to use that weakness to destroy your life and destroy your relationship? So, you know, don't be ashamed, but remind yourself that rejecting and suppressing those feelings are just going to lead to frustration. And then frustration is just going to lead to unwise choices and moments of weakness. Um, because remind again just reminding you guys that if you know if these desires are feelings that god gave to us you have to be able to have the strength to control them if you are not in the confines of a marriage yeah i want to add to that yeah is that um i don't know what vocabulary you just used but like the strength to control them yeah basically like the willpower like the self-control um so I, I want to bring to light that our willpower is is close to none yeah we have um humanly speaking we do not have much strength in our flesh that's yeah. why we're never called in scripture to act upon our flesh yeah um and every action of sin is first followed up with a temptation yeah it goes all the way back to you know adam and eve in the garden yeah um the first sin was led by the temptation of Absolutely. the enemy therefore every sin that you commit is going to be first led by temptation yeah and um I want to like kind of add a little story yeah is that well for i'm gonna say what like my metaphor for this would be and then i'll backtrack sex is like sugar sex okay. is like sugar because once you once you eat sugar it's so addictive and yeah. you want more the more that you have it yeah. the more that you want it mm -hmm. when i was one my first birthday I, there's like a there's a home video of me and i'm yeah. sitting in the corner of my house and i'm on my little like high top chair and i wasn't feeling very good too yeah. so i was just like slumped with like my <laughs> hand on my cheek and um everyone's like happy birthday and they bring in this piece of cake you know i've never eaten solid food i'm like one yeah and like maybe i've had bread or like <laughs> like naked spaghetti right but my mom brings in like this massive piece of cake and i'm just like not thrilled i'm just like kind of mushing it around yeah and I'm like i don't really want it like right i didn't even know what it was no i had no experience with cake, cake. sugar and then my dad puts a little like piece of like frosting on his pinky and puts it to my lip and you see my eyes just oh like oh my no gosh way. and then i was just like like yes like i loved it yeah um and i uh, i don't remember if that's actually what happened next but i just i do remember in the video that i was like oh my gosh like sugar yeah i get it now yeah and i want more of it and you know i think we could find that even in today's society with like if you keep and I'm just, <laughs> I'm not calling out my roommates because I do this too, but I'm like, just because it's in front of my face, I'm staring at my fridge right now. We like, 
there's always a, a pint of Ben and Jerry's in the freezer. It's right. always there when we come home from a long day of work and school and everything. We're like, oh my gosh, I want my ice cream. Right. I want the satisfaction of holding my pint and a spoon. And, and digging it. And it's almost an every night thing because like when, even like when I'm driving home, I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to have my like, you know, whatever I have in there yeah. at the night. Because I remember f- yep. from a kid, like, that's what I wanted. Yes. Therefore, if you don't have sugar in your fridge, then you're less and less going to crave it when you get home from work. Right. Because your body has rearranged its patterns of Absolutely. craving. Absolutely. Yeah. Now let's bring it back. Sex being sugar. Yep. If if I had never tasted it in the first place, then my eyes wouldn't have been open to it. Yes. Um, same goes for sex. If your eyes are not opened to it, then you're not naturally going to crave it. Doesn't mean that my um, my curiosity wasn't there. Right. But that action, that that temptation that led to the action, was what caused me to go, "Ooh, I really like this." Yeah. So um, that's not the case for a lot of people. Yeah. We've not, a lot of us probably haven't abstained from mm-hmm. or haven't stayed abstinent. Yeah. So what does that mean? Mm-hmm. It means take the Ben and Jerry's out of your fridge. Yeah. It means reframe your life in a way Absolutely. that you don't have that temptation in your cupboard waiting for you when you get home. Yeah. That might look like ending a relationship. That might look like putting up some blockers on your phone, on your social media yeah. that gets you to not look at porn, that gets you to not commit adultery with your eyes the bible says if you lust after another woman you've already committed adultery absolutely that's in romans paul says that um and so i'm going to give a couple resources as to different things that you can do to actively help yourself if you're struggling with pornography if you're struggling um with sexual temptation yada 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 if you're struggling with sexual temptation though i wouldn't go straight to a like a porn blocking app or Mm-mm. a faith-based program, I would go to someone that you trust. Yes. I would go to someone that you trust, a mentor, a friend, a church member, an elder. Do that first. Absolutely. And then let someone else refer you to a mm-hmm. program or mm-hmm. whatever you mm-hmm. need to do. And obviously the Lord. But the first one um, is the number one porn blocking app. It's called Canopy. Um, it You basically create account and it connects to all of your devices and it basically you go to try to log into that app no you're not it stops you yeah um do you care about your soul enough to end that slavery to the pornography websites that you might be addicted to i hope so so there's canopy and then the second one is called hope restored which is a faith-based program for married couples Mm. um i wanted to put that in there and it involves spiritually integrated psycho- psychology and psychotherapy. Wow, okay. Um, which is cool. I'm not too sure if that's a paid program or yeah, not. Yeah, I, I would assume. I would assume so, but I know Canopy is completely free. Um, so those are the two that I wanted to access for you. It's called Canopy is the first one, and then Hope Restored is the second mm-hmm. one. There you go. That's amazing. Thanks. Thank you, Sid. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm going to go to the next one. I think we kind of wrap that one up. Um, this next tip rule whatever it may be Mm -hmm. that i have is really analyze the way your partner honors your body and your boundaries um do you ever feel that your partner might make you feel guilty if you say no to something Mm -hmm. again this is coming from a place of if you're in a relationship where abstinence is not being practiced do you ever feel like you're doing it because they'll be mad at you do you ever feel like they are mad at you if you say no um those are all things to look at you know is that really the type of person that you feel like is going to honor you when you're married 
remind yourself that yes while you when you're married you can have you're allowed to have sex like hello hooray good for you Mm -hmm. sometimes that's not enough for married couples yeah this is when infidelity occurs this Mm -hmm. is when lack of loyalty this is when you know abuse and those things begin so you know really look at the partner that you're with and say like okay if if sex is something that you feel that you need at this point in your life I can't give that to you this is not the place for us Mm -hmm. so again that you know coming from a past experience that's kind of where I was at at that point Mm -hmm. but now coming and stepping into this relationship that I'm in knowing that the right person for you you're not going to have to fight for over boundaries with Totally. Because they will have set those exact same boundaries up in their time of singleness. And then when you meet them, there's no act, like there's not an ounce of resentment mm-hmm. because you're just like, okay, this is something that neither of us are going to bring into our relationship. And so we're just, it's not something to get upset with each other about, mm-hmm. you know, but that's when you're on different pages and then you just choose to overlook those lack of boundaries. That's when resentment, that's when anger, that's when hostility builds in relationship. And mm-hmm. that's when all of the underlying issues surrounding sex occur. So really just analyze whether you're single or you're in a relationship, analyze the way your partner honors your body, analyze the way you want your future partner to um, honor your body, and just really bring those feelings to the Lord and ask yourself, is this the place I'm supposed to be in? If Mm -hmm. Again, if you're in a relationship, is this the relationship I'm supposed to be in? Or if you're single, who am I supposed to be with that is going to honor these principles, that is going to honor the boundaries and the confinements of sex that you've laid out before marriage? Those are things that you have to go through on your individual times of singleness. You cannot come to that conclusion as a dating couple um, because it's going to fail. It's Mm going to fail. You're willing to do anything you want to in the beginning to please the person you're with, even if that includes denying yourself of the desires that you have. But if you didn't deny those desires that you had before you were with that person, they're going to come right back up when you're dating. For sure. Um, Do you have any thoughts on that? No. Anything that piques your eye? No. Um, And then that ultimately just leads to my last and concluding remark is number six, out of sight, out of mind. Um, I told Sydney this before we started recording, but – it's a very common idea in the Christian church that, you know, if you just don't use the word divorce when you're married, it's not an option, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't even joke about it, they call it like the quote unquote D word. I think we need to really use sex as the same way in, in um, dating relationships. Totally. If you just take the fact that you can't have sex off the table, or sorry, if you put the fact that you can't have sex on the table and take the fact, the fact that you can have sex off the table, it just, it doesn't, you just know it's not an option. You mm-hmm. just know that that is not going to be something within your relationship. And again, knowing that the both of you came to that conclusion before you met each other makes it so much easier. Now, I'm not saying that you can't look at your partner and be like, oh my gosh, goo goo gaga. And I'm not saying that you can't like totally just like, you know, think like crazy things. Like that's not what I'm saying, but it's a, again, the fact of acting on it, knowing that you can think that that is the sexiest, hottest person alive, but you cannot act on those feelings and those attractive qualities about that person until you are married and you have stood at the altar. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that this is an easy process. I'm not saying that this is something that like, okay, well the moment you, that you just take sex off the table, those feelings go away. No, they don't. Again, that comes down to willpower. That comes down to praying for God for strength because our flesh will fail us. But knowing that you have just eliminated that aspect of your relationship, it you just don't go there. It just, it just doesn't happen. And yeah. I really have no other way of explaining it. I feel that the only way to explain it and understand it would be if you've done this in your relationship. And so for my singles, 
you're going to know what this feels like when you get to that point. Um, I wish, again, there was a way for me to like explain how just shutting that switch off can help, but I feel like it's hard to like put into words. Um, so yeah, just out of sight, out of mind and just don't entertain it. Yeah. Take the Ben and Jerry's out of your Take fridge. the Ben. Thank you. That's exactly how I love the two perspectives. <laughs> Take the Ben and Jerry's out of the fridge. That's exactly what you need to do. That's yeah. exactly what you need to do. Wow. So, um, I have some like scriptural encouragement that I kind of want to leave us with, but I want you to be able to kind of share any of the, because I know you had some things to say. Yeah, totally. Um, Well, those were so helpful. Thank you. So thank you for all of that. Because it is really encouraging for me as someone that has never been in a, um, who's never been in a healthy relationship, period. Yeah. Um, And to like see the ways that you've grown and gotten to exercise, abstinence and, um, Getting to do that with such an awesome guy is just so cool to watch. Yeah. So oh, thank you. And I know someday when that happens for me, you're going to be like yep. my coach. <laughs> um, <laughs> coach. <laughs> That's generous. I don't know if I have that power, but I will be here for you. Absolutely. Um, thank you. Absolutely. Well, um, I don't want this episode to go to a place where anyone feels like, oh, then I must, then I have to like rewire my brain to not want to be intimate with someone? No. no. You are you are hardwired for intimacy. No, no, no. Because God created you that way. It's it, also beautiful to and, have that desire. And think about it like this. God is love. God yeah. is, like, who God is, is love. Agape love. We are created in the image of God. We are not love, but we try our best to embody this type of yeah. love. And the best way that we know how to do that is with a partner in life. Yes. So you are always going to strive for that. Yeah. Some people are actually given a biblical gift of singleness for the rest of their life. Jesus, Paul, um, different biblical figures like this. So I'm not saying if you don't have a desire for marriage that you don't have the desire for love because you show it in your communities, in your family, in your friends. Yeah. Um, But we are all hardwired for intimacy. Absolutely. And it is either like widely perverted by the industry or yeah. it is beautiful mm. and the only place that it can truly like have the fullness of beauty is within an abstinent relationship before marriage and marriage yeah um those are really the two areas that you get to exercise that love mm-hmm. that that pure love which which really ultimately comes from learning about the person and understanding them i feel like every healthy relationship that you run into and if you ask someone like what's your relationship like how are how are you and him doing or how are you and her doing yeah those those two people they're going to talk about all the fun dates they're going on yeah they're going to talk about how they're they're so on fire for the lord together they're Mm going to talk about what they're involved in they're going to talk about you know like the little mundane things like oh we rearranged you know our apartment or like little things like that like the fun like, I love this person. I yeah. love to do my life with them. You're going to know it's not a healthy relationship when someone has nothing to say about them mm-hmm. because really the only thing that they're drawn to is their body and how they can use it as yeah. a vehicle for their pleasure. Yeah. So I want to put that out there is that you should never base your relationships mm-hmm. off of your passionate desires. Yeah. The Bible yeah. also says it's better to just get married than to burn with passion. Yes. Um, because the Lord knows... Is that Sorry, a yeah, I was going to say I wrote that scripture down. That's yeah. awesome. Um, the Lord knows that we are passionate beings. We're yeah. passionate 
creatures. Yes. And so we're going to use it in the wrong ways. And here's a little statistic for you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like I said earlier, where where intimacy can be beautiful or it could be perverted. If you Google books on finding love, you're going to find 161 million results. But if you search adult sites, you're going to find 785 million results. So you can draw your own conclusions from this, but everyone is in the same pursuit. Yes. It's the pursuit of intimacy and the pursuit of love. And that's where it's perverted yeah is that where is that intention going Absolutely. and that that goes back to what i said at the very beginning of this episode if you remember is that what lens are you going to look at this episode through are you going to look at this through how can i get what i want mm-hmm. but still be a christian yeah or how can i just learn to love jesus mm. and how can i learn to just abide by him mm. and from that will flow my love for other people Absolutely. and ultimately a partner in life, yeah. a man, a woman. Yeah. So that's kind of where I want to go with the hardwiring intimacy. And here's a scripture for that, which I'm sure you might have the same yeah. one. But um, the reason I'm referencing Romans so much is because um, I'm in a Paul's letter class and we're like deep so in cool. Romans right now. So Romans Just 13, so cool. 11 through 14, um, Paul says, this is all the more urgent for you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up. For our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. This night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor of right living. Because we belong to the day, we must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness or in sexual promiscuity and immoral living or in quarreling and jealousy Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and don't let yourself think about the ways you indulge your evil desires. Cool. Cool. Um, So what I want to say about this, and then I'm going to let you take it away Mm -hmm. with your scripture. Yeah. It says, the night is almost gone and the day of salvation will soon be here. And then he uses words like, wake up. Time is running out. He's trying to say to the Roman churches have an urgency in being a good person Mm -hmm. because Christ is coming back for a bride. Yes. He's not coming back for some hotshot girlfriend. He's not coming (laughs) back for a smoke show. He's coming back for a bride. He's coming back for someone in a a church, a body of people that have prepared themselves in holiness for him. Because he's not going to come back if we're all just trying to like, "Mm, I know the law says to like be sexually pure, but like, how far can I go? Yeah. He's not going to come back for that. We're not ready. Mm, so yeah, if we knew that Jesus was coming back tomorrow, that our day of judgment was tomorrow, yeah, how urgent would everyone be mm-hmm. to clean up their act? Yeah. How many people would be breaking up tonight yeah. if that was the case? Yeah. Really think about that. Yeah. That's like, a great, that's a great question. If to Jesus ask came back tomorrow, wow. how would you change your life right now? And I think it's because we've become so complacent in he's going to come back someday. You know, mm, I'll figure out where I end up when I get on my deathbed someday. Yeah. It's this like lack of urgency and this complacency to just sit in your sin because yeah. mm, someday I'll get out of it. No, 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 no. It says he's going to come like a thief in the night. No one knows the day of the Lord coming back. 
and it's going to be intense. So I would just go about your life every day, like not in fear of like, oh my gosh, but like, I want this podcast to, I'm, we're so rooted in like spiritual health and physical health, but with spiritual health comes looking at the reality in the face of like, I must fear God Mm -hmm. with my body and with my soul. And I think Paul does a great job at this. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties, drunkenness, sexual promiscuity. Clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Mm -hmm. and don't let yourself think Mm -hmm. about the ways you indulge your evil desires. Don't let yourself think about it. You did a great job with this of like, you know, get it out of the fridge. Don't don't put it in your vocabulary. All of these little things where what I've noticed within myself, within like the time of life, within different people and different dialogue is that girls and guys get really complacent within joking about sexual stuff. Hmm. Um, I think that needs to stop. Hmm. I think it really needs to stop. Yeah. Um, because you're subconsciously conditioning your mind to go, I can joke about it because it's not like something that I'm involved in, but it's in your mind mm. and it's a part of you now like for you that it's a part of like i had said earlier if you lust after a woman you've already committed adultery mm-hmm. it's like you you still took a taste of that sugar with opening up your mind to an idea of like exploiting a woman or a man and making a joke out of it interesting yeah. um and that's something that i want like everyone to discern on their own yeah of really get get nitty-gritty with the lord and be like okay like where am i like subconsciously sinning within this Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where am i referencing someone in my mind what person do i just rent free allow to run my thoughts yeah yeah um what movies or shows do i need to stop watching Mm. um because that can relate back to the pornography industry i mean we harp on pornography and why it's bad and it obviously is but like think about the mundane things in our life yeah you can just be creating a pornography film in your mind yeah you don't need someone else to do it for you you can do it yourself so i think this is why he's saying take off these like rugged rags of filth and sin that we do to ourselves and just take up the way of the lord wow and um i think like i had said like this is about spiritual health. Yeah. This is about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like this ministry in our mics is about Jesus. Yeah. If you frame your sex, your sexual relationship that you might be in because you're married or maybe you are sexually active and you're just in a dating relationship. Yeah. Maybe you're not dating and you're just sexually active. Just think about Jesus. Literally, yeah. I think that's the only advice I can give yeah. on this whole thing is like, Stop thinking about the ways that you can fix your distortion of sexual intimacy. Yes. Just think about Jesus. Yeah. Just learn about Jesus. Just think about the ways that he would do things. Yeah. Yeah, he was never married, but he's God and he knows everything about intimacy. Yes. So he's yeah. a great source. There's no bias there. Yeah. It's great. It's so awesome. That's my advice. I have like so many other things I can say, but I wow. really feel like the Lord is just telling me ladies and gents like just learn about me just walk with me yeah i will shield you from the ways of the world i will be your armor absolutely um that isaiah talks about so just learn more about him remember that god's grace will always be sufficient yes, for you it will. um repentance is a big part of it but just proclaim with your mouth what is true over your life that repentance is huge and just let the spirit resist you from temptation yeah um 
And then obviously there's action involved in that. Take the Ben and Jerry's out of the freezer. Yeah. Um, but really, like, that's all I got for you guys. Wow. That's it. Thank you, Sid. Yeah. Yeah, I just have a few closing remarks to just kind of sum, up, sum it up too, kind of what I wanted to end with. Sweet. Um, and I, again, have a lot of points on here, but I really think that this is what I'm going to end end with right here, this point that I wrote. Uh, when Jesus reigns in your heart, it means he reigns over the good, the bad, and the ugly. He sees your struggles, but yet he has the power and authority over every single one of them. Mm-hmm. He has the power and authority over every area of your life, including lust and temptation. Um, and I just think that's what we need to remind ourselves of is Jesus was victorious the moment he, he got onto the cross at Calvary. Um, that was the moment that every single chain, every single, um, act of bondage that the enemy would try to use to keep his people from him. He said, no, he said, no, Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to, I'm going to save them from this. But again, that comes with having the ability and the desire in your own heart to want it that bad. He wants you to want the freedom from lust. He wants you to want the freedom from sex before marriage. He wants you to want these things because he wants them for you. And that's not something that he's going to, again, wait around for. He's Mm -hmm. not going to come back tomorrow if that's something that you are still struggling with. Yeah. So when are you going to have the urgency to step into that? And again, this is coming from, this is coming from a place of a person who has, you know, not exhibited this in every relationship who has fumbled, who has messed up, who has had to come to the Lord and been like, okay, like, I don't want to do this. Like, this is an easy way of life. Mm -hmm. This is a very easy way of life. It's damaging, but it's an easy thing to Mm do. But I want the freedom that has been offered by your love. Mm -hmm. And I want the freedom of a healthy and a free relationship one day. And I don't want to feel like I'm a victim to sex. And I don't want to feel like I'm a victim to insecurity. And so ask yourself, if you took anything away from this episode, ask yourself these two questions. How badly do I want the freedom of being loved? And if Jesus was coming back tomorrow, what would I do differently today? Absolutely. And I think that's really the only way we can sum up this episode. Totally. Because every good thing flows from him. Yeah. Um, so and I'm sure like, well, I'm so proud of you and the way that you've done things with, um, Aiden. Mm, And, um, I really think like when you focus on loving God and then loving the other person, like Mm -hmm. you're not going to need to like every situation you go into being like, Oh, how are we going to stay pure? Like you just, it just happens. Like it's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, and again, knowing, I'm sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. Oh, and that's just summed up in the two points that, that you were saying is that, yeah. Yeah. I was going to open another can of worms, but I think it's probably better left not to. Sure. Yeah. Um, my closing remark is that it is, there's a lot of people that are on here that are probably going to be like, awesome. I'm so glad I have this, but wow, I've got a lot of work to do now. Um, it's not really easy for me to just like be like, yeah. Cool, got it, yay. And now my life is completely the same. Like, if I'm going to take a stand for this, if I'm really going to prioritize, this is a non-negotiable for me. This is what I am what I have to do. There might be some people listening that are like, some really big life choices are going to have to change. Some people may have to quit their job. Mm. Think about that. Like, wow. some people may have to end a, like, 10-year relationship. Mm. Some people might have to say something to a family member. Some people might have to move out of where they're living because they're living with someone. 
Yeah. Like, these are the realities that I want to name, and I don't yeah. want to just skim over it and be like, well, I'm single, so I don't have to deal with these right, things. Right, right. Because I want to say, I'm not going to disclose a lot of my information, but I have made some catastrophic mistakes. Yes. I have made some life-changing mistakes. Um, some of those were when I was really close to the Lord, and some of those when I was really far. Yeah. And wherever you are at in your walk with God, I want you to know that it is better to be really far from God um, on a visual scale of someone looking at you and being like, yeah, they're not a Christian. I, there's air quotes up there. They're not yeah. like involved yeah. in the church, yada, yada, yada. You may be really, really far from God. You may be in the lowest place of your life. But if you are shoulder to shoulder turned to him, running towards him, yeah. that is way better of a place to be than you to be really close to the Lord and your back turned to him. Yeah. Or maybe just one of your shoulders and you're just half in the world and half yeah. not. Yeah. The Bible says that you can't be in the world and, you know, you can't be of the world and in it at the same time because you're really in neither yeah. at all. Um, so I want to encourage you it doesn't matter where you should be it just matters where you are right now and what are you oriented to yeah are you going to have the courage to be like i know it's going to suck i know that like you know i'm going to have to probably maybe be on unemployment someday mm. maybe i don't know like maybe yeah. i'm going to have to move in with my parents like I, maybe people are going to see me different these are the things, but I think the Lord would say, just trust me. Yeah. Because that life is going to be way better than the way one that you're better. living right now. There and, are so many gifts he has waiting to, for you to open. And I do not need to go down the rabbit hole of why would it be bad to live together first? Why would it be bad to have sex before marriage? Yada, yada, yada. Because it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And me and Ashley can have different testimonies to yes. share with you on why we know these things wouldn't work. Yeah. It and doesn't. Yes. You don't need to test drive the car uh -uh. before you crash the car. Yeah. Just wherever you are in your life, it doesn't matter. Don't get down on yourself. Don't yes. let the enemy try to convict you and uh -uh. do all these things. Just turn towards him and run towards him. Yeah. Because whether yes. you're, whether you're like miles and miles away from what you think is your salvation, he's standing right next to you with open mm -hmm. arms and just saying, can you just fall into yeah. me? Yeah. Can you just fall into me and let me guide you out of this? Yes. And he will. He will. And the reason that I can say that is because I've done that. Yeah. Yeah. So that I would is my, say the same thing. Yeah. That's my encouragement is just take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. Please go talk to someone right after this. If you're like, no one knows about this and I got to get it off my chest and I need a mentor in my life to yeah. help me through this, mm -hmm. do it. It's the best choice. Before you do that, pray. Absolutely. Pray to God. Remember that you going to people is, yes, community is super important to getting out of these things, but nothing is more important than the honest conversation of the Lord saying, I'm struggling and I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. um, and again, this comes from two people who I've made, same with you, catastrophic choices in moments where my faith was really strong mm -hmm. and in moments where I didn't have faith at all. Yeah, it doesn't um, matter. It doesn't matter because like we said, those desires will always be there. Um, and sometimes it's the people with the strongest faith that make the worst decisions. Mm -hmm. We see it in pastoral leadership. That's a whole other rabbit hole. But mm. all that being said, you are loved regardless of where you are at right now. Jesus just wants to redeem you. He just wants to set you free from the bondage of feeling like you are a victim to sex or feeling yeah. like you are in, in, in such an insecure place that you need that to make you feel complete. He 
wants to free you from that. Excuse me, my <laughs> my bubbles are <laughs> <with people. laughs> Um So I think with all that being said, we should pray out. Let's do it. Let's wrap it up. Let's do it. You want to pray? I can pray. I'd love to pray. Oh, Father, Lord, thank you so much for um, the rest that you offered us this past month. Um, obviously, we've missed coming to this microphone, coming to each other and speaking to our people. Um, but we know that you placed obstacles in the way because you knew that we needed the rest spiritually and physically. Um, so we thank you for that time just um, in the ways that, in which it allowed us to grow closer to you um, and grow closer in our friendship as well. So, Lord, I just, again, want to thank you for this platform. I want to thank you for our listeners and for Sydney, um, just for all that you've done through this ministry of Reclaimed God. And um, whether it reaches one ear or it reaches a hundred, God, we know that you're moving and working. And so we just thank you and praise you for that. Mm-hmm. Tonight, Lord, I just want to pray over every listener. I want to pray over the listeners who are single. I want to pray over the listeners who are in dating relationships, who are married, um, who might be going through a divorce, God, wherever they may be. I want to just pray over their desires, God, that you would just see their heart, that you would just know that their heart might be hurting if they're struggling with these things, God, but that you would just let them know that your arms are wide open and that you're desperate to just have a conversation with them, that you just want them to come to you and you want them to say, I'm struggling with this. I don't know how to get out of this relationship, or I don't know how to tell my partner that I'm not willing to do this anymore. God, would you just give them the strength? strength to be able to speak, strength to be able to communicate their desires and their needs, God. Would you make those breakups that might need to happen easier, God? And would you maybe mend those relationships that you have designed for forever? Would you mend those? Would you bring both of those people to the feelings that they don't want that in their relationship anymore? Um, Would you remind them that they are no longer um, victims or slaves to their past sin, that they can be redeemed right now, right in this moment? They can end this episode, God. They can go pray with one another to you and ask for forgiveness, ask for redemption for their relationship, God. Um, And I just pray um, over the couples who are single. I pray over the girls and the boys who might be... um, participating in sex without even a dating relationship and have multiple partners, God, who might be feeling scared, who might be feeling like they don't even know if they're going to be able to, um, they might be pregnant, God, whatever they might be feeling, Lord, would you just come to them, let them know that you're holding them, um, that you are protecting them, uh, but that you, you want them to be able to say, that you want them to be able to say that this isn't something they want anymore, Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, so God, we just pray that the enemy knows that he will not have Um, He will not have strongholds on us anymore. He will no longer be able to use our weaknesses as ways to feel further from you, God. Um, I just pray that you take the shoulders of the people who are feeling um, distant from you and just pivot them back towards the the light of heaven, God, Um, towards the light of the Bible, Lord, that they would just want the truth, that they would seek the truth, Lord. Um, So I pray over all our listeners, God, again, that they would just feel um, equipped with your strength to be able to walk into scary situations, situations that might have been tempting in the past, Lord, and say, not, it's not for me anymore. I've, I've joined a new life and I've joined a more promising future. Um, so I just pray that over all our listeners, Lord, and again, I just uplift Sydney to you. I thank you for what she's done in this ministry, and I thank you for what she does in all of her friendships in her life, Lord. And um, I just thank you for who you are. I thank you for your definition of love. I thank you for being agape. Um, and just... We know that we will never get close to that on this side of eternity, Lord, but that we will just every single day pray that our actions will lead us to forever in heaven with you, God. So I pray that our listeners would charge towards that life every single day, God, um, that they would make the changes that they need to make to be able to live that life, Lord, um, and that they would do that humbly and lovingly in your name, God. We say these things in your son's heavenly name. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ashley. Absolutely. Um, wow. What a great episode. Great episode. This was great. I feel a little rusty since it's been a month. But, yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm um, like, my, my brain fog is like... Bleh. Rusty as in like, I can't like... I can't create words in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's also Same. 9 p.m. right now. Yeah, I'm also usually mm-hmm. asleep at this time. Guys, yeah. I'm such a grandma. Yeah. Well, we both, fair, me and Ashley both work at like 6 a.m. Yeah. Multiple times a week. So. Yeah, we do. Um, and with PCOS, sleep, I mean, even a lack of an hour can make all the difference in the world for yeah. me. So. We should do another PCOS episode. We should. We haven't done that. Mm-hmm. I would love that. Um, today oh. is oh, wait. Yes. National, National Down Syndrome Day. Oh. Oh. I, I love, love them. I love their cute little faces. They're so cute. Um, so if you have someone in your family or a family friend or maybe you work with um, kids like, yeah. or something that like have this syndrome... Give them a little hug and say, I appreciate you and I love who you are because they are wonderful little humans. They are. I love Um, that. Well, we hope that this episode blessed you. And every word that we spoke came from the Lord and was governed by his will and his timing and his sovereignty. So is there anything else you have to say? I think that was literally it. Okay. We love you guys so much, and we will see you next week on the We love you guys. Bye. Bye.